0: I hope you enjoyed the first half of this conversation. This portion is the live technical interview with our guest. Feel free to follow along and create a solution of your own. All right. Well, welcome back, Ben. Uh, the ball is in your court now. Uh, time to move on to the technical portion of the show. All right.
1: Um, so like I said earlier, I, I, don't, uh, I don't lean very hard on writing code in interviews because uh, I find that you get too laser focused on on sort of one small problem and I sure. don't get a good like broad understanding of the candidate. So um, what I like to start with is like a, a sort of high level problem that we can kind of meander our way through. Um, and so if I were to say like, let's create a um, create an online version of the game Monopoly.
0: Okay. Where would you start? Interesting. I, I, I guess I would have clarifying questions, which would be um, we're looking for maybe something in browser that is multiplayer. Yes. And would it be multi multiplayer just within um, our browser setting or are we trying to connect with people uh, online?
1: Um, let's say we'll start for our MVP, we'll start two people playing on the same machine, which probably no one would actually do, but yeah. Uh, but then we we will very quickly want to make this multiplayer. So
0: okay, uh, so design with that in mind at, at some point. Uh, interesting, and may, maybe somewhat arbitrary, but officially Monopoly licensed. So we're not trying to recreate, you know, the the wheel of how Monopoly works and slightly edit it so we don't get sued. Yeah, let's
1: say yeah yeah. Let's say it, it is officially Monopoly licensed.
0: Okay, great. Um, then I think. I guess my, my thoughts then go to, there's a couple different areas where I guess big areas, one would be, you know, the kind of front end design focused assets, right? There's going to be a lot of assets that are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that would be a pretty significant piece. I don't know if that would necessarily be first because we could have kind of placeholders for a lot of that, maybe have a rough idea of what the, the, I mean, we know what the board looks like, right? Or at least in theory, what the board should look like, right?
1: Yeah. Let's say we're not we're not worried too much about you know high fidelity designs okay. yet. Um, we wanna we wanna prove that we can build this.
0: Okay, great. Um, so then there's I hey, I think the two big pieces. Other big pieces are um, building so, like basically a functional front end, uh, but then. Mm-hmm this is very much going to be a rules based, um, game, right? We're going to, in my mind, it's almost like kind of largely large system of classes that we're going to have to implement different rules that interact with each other quite a bit. So there's a lot of complexities that will go into that. Okay. Um, that's my, if it was that your original question, what's kind of, where do we start?
1: Yeah. I, I, I would say where, where would you start if you wanted to, yeah, maybe I can, I can give you a little more guidance here. Um, start, yeah. Say, say we're still sort of just like plotting out the, the kind of like technical complexities looking for like, what's the, what's the big lift here. Um, so like maybe tell me a little more about what you see in, in as the complexities and the rules and uh, maybe other, other, elements you see before we get into any anything too narrow focused
0: yeah i guess from a technical perspective like complexity and in the rules we're going to have to have some system of players right that to be represented somehow we're going to have some system of um, turns it's going to have to be represented um I guess, pieces of the, or kind of spots on the board, right? And then within the board itself, there's um, kind of each one of those different pieces have kind of different layers of complexity, right? Because you have mm-hmm. sets of, what is it, properties um, and, and monopoly. Um, and right. then on top of those, you can add different um, variables or criteria like houses or hotels, right? Um, and Correct. then players interact with those, um think of other big complexities there's there's obviously some type of random what are those community chest as well as um the other cards like those are chance cards like that's a Mm -hmm. kind of a random element that seems less to be complex um i think of other big pieces Uh, and then i guess there's just kind of the idea of a revolution of the board, which might be interesting to implement too. I guess you have a certain number of spaces on the board, right? And then every time mm. a player goes around that, it in my mind we almost have to reset um, some aspect of like they kind of started over now, right? Yeah, which is yeah, interesting. let's let's
1: let's dig into that a little bit. How would you represent the board, uh, say in the in the database and the movement around the board in, like sort of let's let's design the mechanism of moving around the board uh, front-to-back. Yeah. Front-to-back meaning
0: front-end to-back. Meaning,
1: yeah, front-end. Say, say, like, let's start with the, the – well, I know where I would start. But mm-hmm. if you are – start either at the, at the UI and work your way back to the database or start with the database schema and you work your way to the UI, whichever you feel more comfortable doing.
0: Yeah. Let's try – front to back Um, and maybe let's try back to front Um, (laughs) from a from a a schema perspective um if we're talking about representing the board and then kind of moving around that board so in my mind in a schema we're gonna have um yes think of the best identifier let's say properties um which would be the actual places on the board and each of those would have um different elements which could be um something like houses which could be an integer or hotels which could be an integer um trying to think if it makes sense to have some type of like in use function right on on the schema um basically if the space is occupied or not oh and i guess owner it would need to have an owner um or if it's owned at all right because um someone can purchase that okay
1: can the can someone purchase every space on the board
0: no, so there'd be some spaces. I guess that could be set to false by default, like has owner, and then some of them are editable and some of them are not. Um, or I guess in a different layer, we kind of add the ability to um, purchase them, right? Um, to set that to purchased by someone. Otherwise, I don't know if it makes sense to have kind of a almost an owner, which is just monopoly itself represented. Um like what is it, the ones that electric tax the electric yes, world? there there are
1: utilities and railroads
0: and properties.
1: Uh I guess utilities and railroads. I should have brushed up on my monopoly rules before <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. Um you can own utilities and you can own the railroads. You can own the you can own properties, but then there's like community chest and jail and start and a bunch of those free parking. So that have like various special, uh, special capabilities.
0: Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I think those would probably be the I guess edge cases um, would, would be interesting because like jail um, and then I think the opposite corners go to jail, right? So those would be mm-hmm. almost linked in some way and we kind of need their own um, criteria um, for how they operate. That would be unique to all the rest of them. So how
1: might you, how might you implement those special criteria for each sort of category of spaces?
0: That's a good question. Um, I mean, if I'm thinking of a back end, I'm, I'm most familiar with Ruby on Rails. So I think what I would okay. be thinking of is, do we have... We're going to build classes for each of these th- different properties or at least the idea of a property. And then within... Mm-hmm. Um, these classes we may have specific uh, they may even have their own class I guess that's what I'm, I'm trying to think about if it makes sense to have its own like it's, it has like a, um, we have a properties class and then um, mm-hmm. if we have individual properties have their own classes that belong to properties um, mm-hmm. that could make sense
1: I'm it's been probably 10 years since I've worked with rails. Uh how how much does rails rely on the notion of interfaces
0: versus inheritance or can it? Um great question that I don't have an answer for. I know Okay. <laughs> inheritance I believe is what I'm more familiar with but it's something that I, okay. I that's like interacting with often. Okay. Um there's a lot of I think most of the stuff that I'm doing is either, uh, you know, has to, um, or has many, uh, or belongs to relationship and uh-huh. depending on the complexity of the application, many, many of those relationships. Sure. So I think inheritance may be your answer there. Okay. okay. Yep. More important.
1: Uh, well, so those are, those are different, ha, you know, belongs to, and has many, those are relationships versus R- extending a class would be inheritance. Okay. Uh, Okay. okay. And then interfaces, and again, I don't know, I don't actually, haven't used Rails in in forever, so I don't remember uh, how much this is sort of, I would be surprised if there wasn't a way to to use interfaces, but it's basically a set of capabilities. You say like, this class implements this interface, and then you have to uh, implement, like it will throw an error if you do not implement certain methods and properties on that class, oh, um, so that gives you some some safety around how you can use that class. If you know it implements this interface, you know it has these available properties and methods. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like inheritance is a is a mechanism you're more familiar with. So let's say you have a base class of space of like board space, mm-hmm. and you are going to extend that base class into. A, a couple of different types of spaces, how much you do it.
0: Yeah, so space, um, I think the, the first one I would extend it into is um, in properties, right? So well, let's actually,
1: let's start first with like, what 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 is on the base class? What oh, does every, what would every space implement?
0: Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of what would be... Involved with every space. Yeah, it's interesting to think of how, like how we would represent these things, right? But basically be a, the capacity to land on that space, right? I don't know exactly how to word that, but basically uh, like to occupy that space, right? What, what occupies that space? A, I was going to say a player, but I guess a player's piece or player's... Sure. Yeah, piece. Um, okay.
1: So what does that represent?
0: A user
1: uh well no, I mean like what the the if a if you have a model for a player's piece yes. and you have a space that can be occupied by that piece. Yeah. How might you implement that relationship?
0: Um like a player's piece would have its own class or players pieces would have their own. Let's
1: say, let's say the, the, the the piece has its own class. The piece can be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, so if the, if the piece, if you're going to say, so you've got a model for the space, you've got, Mm -hmm. I think I probably like 40 spaces around the board.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, And you've got a player. That player occupies a space, mm-hmm. or that piece, excuse me. That, that's a good distinction you drew about the difference between a player and a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that piece, that piece model is represented in the database somewhere, Yes. how do you represent in the database that that piece is on this space?
0: Interesting. Um... Yeah, I mean, some at some point, it, it makes sense to me that we could have a, a point on the schema, on the um, pieces part of the schema that would say is occupied, right? And then we could fill in that record by with whatever the player name might be or however we're representing mm-hmm. that player name.
1: And then on the other side, what do you want to
0: know for the piece? I guess, which, the idea of um, what board piece that is or what property space space piece that would be. Mm-hmm. Space that would be, yeah.
1: Okay. And so have you considered the fact that multiple pieces might exist on the same space?
0: Right. Interesting. It doesn't actually impact anything, right? From a Remembering Monopoly correctly, like there's no, I don't think so. So having the capacity of, I guess, is occupied is a weird way to to word it, but occupied by right, and there could be more than one on that space. Um, mm. That makes more sense. So, to me.
1: so if we're if we're actually just not even worrying about the models yet, if mm-hmm. not nothing, nothing in Ruby code and you're just looking at your database schema, you're just like, open up, let's say we're using Postgres, You just like, open up Postgres and query the tables that you have. You have a a pieces table, Mm -hmm. and you have a spaces table. What are the columns on those tables that will help, that you can use to model this relationship?
0: Yeah, so a pieces table is going to have... IDs, like their own IDs. Um, Likewise, the spaces table have their own IDs. Mm -hmm. And then we can have basically piece ID. um, Like on the spaces column, we could have piece ID as well. Basically, if a piece is on it, we can add that ID to it.
1: Does that account for having two two pieces or three pieces or multiple
0: pieces? Uh, Not really. We could... No. Yeah. So
1: this is a pretty typical one-to-many relationship. Yeah. Uh, Does that help at all?
0: Yes. Um, let me think about it. I'm trying to visualize uh, <laughs> a schema in my Yeah, we're, we're at a little bit of a disadvantage
1: here because you don't have a whiteboard to scribble on, I guess. Yeah.
0: I have one um, behind me
1: if that's helpful. I can, You can talk me through it. I wouldn't mind scribbling.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm just trying to think of if if in my head, I know the difference between, um, how one to many or, uh, how that relationship is, is represented in a database.
1: Okay. Um, how would you represent it in, in rails? I'm sure that there are, there are methods for, uh, setting up your models in this way. What would you use to, to define these relationships? Cause it, It does a lot of that magic for you, I'm sure. So, um, so how would you, what would you use in in the model?
0: Yeah, in the pieces or in the spaces model, um, it's, I think it's literally be pieces has many, sorry, spaces has many pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the, pieces model it would be has pieces has one um space right because it can only occupy one space at a time sure uh, for each space which that's like literally a one line um statement yeah. in i rows. think
1: i'm again i'm not sure I'm, I'm applying other orms i've used i mostly work in node um mm. my guess would be there is a a semantic distinction between belongs to and has one do you know what that is or let's say if i told you in another orm there was a distinction between that um can you and it's even if you're taking just kind of an educated guess do you have a
0: uh belongs to any idea about it versus has one to as many i don't know i know i've had other relationships um i worked on something somewhat recently that was uh has one relationship but i don't know exactly what so you're saying the belongs to piece might be different in
1: yeah, it's the distinction is which um, which table in the database holds the foreign key. Right. So in this setup, what you've what you've created is the piece, the table for pieces should have a space ID column, yeah. and the spaces table shouldn't probably have any uh, until you maybe need to optimize and create. Oops. Um, and and create duplicate keys across. Uh, yeah. Then, the spaces column should not, or the spaces table should not have uh, a- any index around, or any foreign key on the pieces because it is a many is a one to many space to pieces relationship. Yes. So then, in your ORM, by defining those relationships, it is. Taking care of the queries for find me if you say space, find me all the pieces that have foreign key of my space ID. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we've got we've got our relationship set up there. Um, let's say how how would you uh, manage the movement of the piece around the board? How would you represent? the spaces and and their sort of relationship to each other? And how would you manage the movement?
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I'm thinking of the best. I mean, something obviously would be editing or can be, It will be reflected on the UI and obviously we can, if we're hitting dice rolls, that's kind of coming through Um, some type of randomized system. Um, Interesting though, I don't know if I...
1: Well, let's let's start with the spaces. How do you represent the spaces and their position on the board?
0: I guess we could have each space is going to have some type of ID that then I guess each each space will have some, I don't know, reflective um, properties, right? Uh, it's going to have the type of, whatever it's the type of grouping that it's under, and then it's going to have a name
1: okay sorry let me let me clarify don't worry don't worry at all about what kind of space it is if you're just creating the mechanism you have 40 spaces around the edge of a board and you just want to be able to roll dice and move pieces around those spaces
0: mm-hmm.
1: what what are you going to do like how 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 might you start implementing that i
0: don't know i don't know if i know uh, what, what, where are we in the, I guess, where would we be talking within, um, the stack? I guess is my, I think I'm having to, uh, okay. Let's, let's start with the database schema. Uh,
1: yeah. How, okay. what if you're, so you're going to need to represent these spaces in the database. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the fact that they are ordinal. In some way, right? You you start at this one, you go to the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. How how would you do that?
0: Yeah, I guess we would probably need some type of board. I think we, you would need a board schema as well, which mm-hmm. the spaces could relate to, um, and a board class could have different properties for each space. Um, so the space
1: of so what yeah what would what would be the property you would want there so if i say i'm on i'm on uh you know this space here and i roll a six how do i know what the next how do i know what i should go to
0: uh whatever the current basically we could have some type of current space property, right? And then we're gonna um get that ID, then look for take that ID, add six to it, right? And then look for whatever that ID would be, or look for the ID that would be six um incremented from it. If we're talking each space is linear from one to 40 around the board. Sure. So the IDs, yeah, we might use we might use a different identifier for the
1: for the specific ID of it, but it might have like a separate column for, you know, board index or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, position, board position, something like that. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. So what might you use for the dice roll? Like how, how could you implement the dice roll? We're using two dice.
0: Yeah. That's true, but
1: in our game we're using
0: two. (laughs) Um, we could have some type of, I mean, math based, um, function that's called um the basically a user user would get one turn per round and they're able to basically that function would be called by the user mm-hmm. um, and what would it return? the piece um some number random random full integer between i guess two and 12 if that's a the dice and would they be evenly distributed Oh, interesting. I guess we would need basically two <laughs> sixes that would be returned, right? And then kind of added, right. added to it. Oh, right, because there is, I, I forgot within Monopoly, if you get doubles, there's different rules. Um, so you'd really want two sixes, right, being represented. And then we almost, we want to actually know the, um, the individual integers as well um, rather than just knowing. The total number, oh.
1: and where should the code for that dice roll live in the front end or the back end?
0: Probably the back end. If I was writing it, it might be the front end. Uh, first thought, right? Um, Why do complete. you say? Well, I, I feel like it'd be easy to 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 code up a you know return a random mm-hmm. string or a random integer. Um, function on the front end um and really even to like to make it be visualized pretty easily um i think the difficulty would be then really not even the difficulty but then you just have to pass it backwards um to to the back end okay there's there's also one
1: very very pressing reason that it should live on the back end
0: cuz we want to update our current board position regularly i mean
1: what so if you if you did it on the front end what would be the mechanism for passing it to the back end
0: a javascript function
1: sure so it would, it would hit it would just like send some some request to an endpoint that said like
0: this is what i rolled right mm-hmm. i guess that's very Unsecure. Yeah, <laughs> are you, are you I open your my console or... and be like, "Yeah,
1: I rolled right over to to go again. Another yes. two hundred bucks."
0: <laughs> a lot of people didn't know you could roll exactly the amount <laughs> to hit yeah. go every time. <laughs> Look at that! I just rolled a twenty-seven. <laughs> right. Yes, that makes sense. Cool. Um, cool. All right,
1: uh, let's uh, let's let's go one more. What what would you do if you are so you, you're say you've got an endpoint that is going to return, you know, the result of your roll. Mm-hmm. Um, say you are now, you know, you're at position number thirty-seven of forty. I can't remember exactly how many. There's about forty spaces. Yeah, and you roll an eight, and so you have to you have to round the corner. You're going to pass go. How do you, how do you represent that you, like it's an edge case in your like role and move to the, um, to the next space. How do you handle that logic?
0: Yeah, I think it would have to be, I'm thinking of like, I just don't know the best way to represent the, you have your current, current space ID. If it hits 40, then basically need a way to reset it to to zero and then it would continue to add whatever the remainder of that dice roll is, right? Right. Um, I shouldn't think of the best way to represent that, though. Um, Interesting. We're almost going to have several rules, right? Because every time 40 is hit many things are going to happen, right? They're going to collect go or collect two under. We have to reset current position. Uh, uh-huh. Interesting. I don't know. Um, what would be.
1: So say you're not even concerned with the, with passing go or anything that has to happen there. What's just like the simplest implementation if you're going around a board every 40, every time you get past 40, it resets? Do you have a? have you ever worked with anything like that? Any that
0: that sort of um I mean operation? just like some type of loop sort of thinking. Um Well, just
1: it, I mean it doesn't have to be a loop. It could be, you know, you're you're just going to you're at, you have 37 and you add eight and you want the result to be, uh, five instead of 45.
0: Yeah. some type of, I'm thinking of from a code perspective, some type of if condition, right? If, if yeah. above 40, um, then, you know, current position equals zero and then, um, Current position current plus position, equals dice roll.
1: Would, but would current position be zero? This is this is actually hard to do without looking at code.
0: Uh, but if board position I want board position. Oh, current position would equal, you know, the remainder, right? Um right. yes. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Cool. <laughs> I feel like I put you through the ringer on this one. <laughs> no, I, I it's it's interesting. Um I think uh some of it's always it's always interesting to try different styles of interviewing. And I uh-huh. recently did more of a like this was a systems design interview and like, I feel like this is somewhat in the same realm. Um and I feel like those are ones that I struggle with quite a bit because i'm like mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes i can if you just give me a re- return a string type question like that's something that i've practiced enough versus this where it's like oh i don't know how many of these conversations i've been in at work right and then when i'm thinking of right. my own stuff often it's like for this one specific use case which i think is more difficult for me to abstract to like oh how would i do that generally right versus how did i implement this five times on different projects that i worked on right yeah Which is interesting. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is why I tell everyone just like keep a side project, like get good at turning abstract ideas into concrete reality and understanding like what are those steps so that you can talk about them. You know, if nothing else, so that you can talk about them. But also because it's fun to have a side project.
0: (laughs) Yeah absolutely you can find the time right <laughs>
1: yeah exactly tell
0: me about it. Yeah. <laughs> great well ben well um you know as we wrap up here anything else you want to share um with folks or anything you, you want to plug um no you can
1: find me at ben wilhelm.com i'm uh I'm, I'm social media phobic so that, that's about the only place i am online right now but um that's what I'll plug, I guess, if since you prompted, but, uh, this has been great, Taylor, this is fun. I like, yeah. um, I like giving an interview where the stakes are low.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I like doing interviews where stakes are low. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I I've enjoyed it and I'll, I will plug, um, or I'll put your, your website in the show notes. And then I'll also, I think people can, if they find you on LinkedIn, you're, you're still doing, um, you know, kind of, I don't know what you call them webinars, right? Where you're Yeah, webinars. um, I
1: I think I'm probably gonna be shifting up the format a
0: little bit soon.
1: Um just to to be able to uh make them a little more widely available. Um it's you know, my my time only scales linearly. (laughs) Sure. Um so I think rather than doing repeat webinars as I've been doing, I think I'm gonna be packaging those up uh that people can you know, get them on demand. And then when I want to do a new one, I'll do those live once or twice and then package those up and move on. So.
0: Nice. Uh, well, yeah. you heard it here. Um, find Ben Wellham online and get his courses because they're great, or at least find a way to participate them uh, uh, in them. Uh, great. Well, thanks so much. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app at the Professional Technical Interviewee. I want to thank my guest and my wonderful editor and producer, Dustin Bays. If you're interested in sharing your technical interview advice and being on the show, please reach out at DorsetTaylorDev at gmail.com. Until next time, keep practicing.